0: Hello and welcome to the eLearning Assist presented by GoOne.com, the easiest way to train your team. I'm your host, Scott Cooper. In this episode, we're lucky to be joined by Jackie Larkman, who's the CEO of Australia's CEO Challenge, an amazing organisation that helps provide domestic and family violence training in organisations across Australia. Jackie speaks with us on the importance of domestic and family violence training in the workplace, along with providing some tips around how to provide effective training sensitive topics we hope you enjoy this chat so let's jump into it hello and welcome to the e-learning assist my name is Scott Cooper from go one and today we have a very special guest in to join us we have Jackie Lachman from Australia's CEO challenge how are you Jackie
1: yeah really good thanks
0: Welcome to the podcast today. Um, How about if we get started with you telling us a little bit about what you're doing at Australia's CEO Challenge and some of the topics that you're covering.
1: Yeah, sure. So Australia's CEO Challenge is a not-for-profit organization uh, that predominantly works with workplaces to raise awareness and educate around domestic and family violence. In particular, supporting managers, key leaders, supervisors, on how to recognise, respond and refer, how to help someone who might be affected in the workplace and who might be going through this issue.
0: Yeah, so there's a little bit to unpack here. Um, this is obviously a very sensitive topic. Um, it's a very important topic that, that workplaces need to be recognising and rolling out. Um, what I wouldn't mind doing as a starting point is maybe if you want to talk about a rollout process, like what if, if you're looking to implement training of this type, what, what should companies be thinking about? How should they be going about this, preparing their teams and so on? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Look, um, we're called Australia's CEO Challenge because we challenge CEOs to address this issue and be a responsible organisation. It starts from the top. So we engage with the CEO and we talk to them about a commitment to supporting those affected in the workplace and what would that look like. So to do that, we unpack and support them in developing a policy. So what are they able to provide? Some EAP or Employee Assistant Program, um, access to human resources, skilled managers, you know, what kind of support could a workplace offer someone who might be going through this? Once we have that policy, it's critical that we then do some face-to-face training uh, with senior leaders and managers, build their confidence, build their knowledge and awareness about the issue so they can actually respond if someone disclosed to them in the workplace look and then it's about putting the messaging out across the organization doing some communications and marketing and saying we're really serious about this issue and we know from the statistics that we've got people in our organization affected we want to help and um, with that then is an interest People want to know more. People want to know how they can help. So we've been able to partner with Go One and really develop an online learning program around this really tough, sensitive topic to ensure that the whole organisation is getting a succinct message and a succinct way how to respond to colleagues yeah. and to others.
0: Yeah. I think we've talked about blended learning programs a fair bit mm. before in, in a lot of the things that we, we touch on the podcast and both on our blog as well, I think you've probably got a really good example of how you can complement both that online and the face-to-face that are both really critical elements as a part of this. Do you want to maybe have a bit of a talk about sort of how you're then running between the, the links between that online component and then what you're doing for the face-to-face? Yeah, sure.
1: So, look, the online learning, when we're looking at businesses that um, are big, that are in different locations, rural, regional, remote, that they're spread out, and the opportunity that an e-learning provides or a blended learning provides in the way of doing a face-to-face on the ground and then being able to push out um, the same information across the network is critical. Um, we've seen that happen uh, with a number of our corporate organisations, but predominantly with government. Yeah who have got offices in the Torres Strait, who have got offices here in, in Brisbane-based, um, that we were able to actually go and do face-to-face learning and, be, and support them and then roll out the e-learning. We've also, I suppose, learnt lessons and we've been able to get feedback, evaluate yeah. and build on that. Yeah. And we're now being asked for more.
0: Yeah. So, so for getting the feedback, I, I know we were talking offline just before a little bit about some surveys and things like that. Um, is, is that been the most effective method you've found for, for engaging around the improvements? Uh, what, what have you learned so far?
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. With the online learning and, and, and face-to-face, it's, it's really critical to understand how people were placed around their knowledge and confidence before they either sat down and did the e-learning or walked into a room. And we do the pre and post surveys to really gauge that learning. What were the outcomes? Were we able to actually increase their knowledge and understanding and their confidence to respond? We've seen staggering um, positive results uh, that people came in at maybe a two or three and they didn't actually have that much knowledge and understanding around domestic violence in a workplace setting. But by the time they had finished the modules or they had finished the face-to-face training, the outcomes were extremely similar. That there was absolute an increase in both of those areas.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, This is obviously a tough topic Mm -hmm. to roll out in any workplace and getting started on this. What are some of the challenges that you've faced with introducing this into new workplaces?
1: Sure. Um, A number of things is the stigma associated to it but also what it could do when we do start talking about it. So when you're talking about a sensitive topic like domestic and family violence and someone's affected, they could be triggered and we could actually be making them unsafe. So some of the challenges for us was to really unpack what it might mean for someone to sit face to face in a room, but then to also sit in front of, you know, a desktop and and do the training and how would we ensure that both were safe? And the key to that was our framework and structure for businesses is to skill up your managers and HR first. Yeah. That you did your marketing and messaging saying, we're tackling this issue, give them pre-warning and why. Yeah. Why are we talking about it in the workplace? And why is this important to us? Yeah. So that when somebody sat down, they had that understanding. Along with that, we put a safety message in the beginning. And another safety message at the end. Yeah. And that really actually has seen it work. Yeah, yeah. And we, the take-up has been incredible since we launched with the platform. 18,500 participants and growing.
0: Yeah.
1: And now that we've kind of tackled that sensitive topic and it's been successful, we're building on it. Yeah. So it's exciting.
0: Yeah, it's very, very exciting. So when you talk about some of those support services, what sort of things are we talking about? So if, if a company's rolling that out and they're going to offer some support services, what sort of things should they be thinking about when they're going through that?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, what I'd say um, as a general rule of thumb, and for small, medium and big, would be uh, what can you offer internally as yeah. far as support services, but what is in the community? What support services are actual external that, with someone who might be going through this issue, might be more likely to, you know, access? Um, Internally, some of the big businesses are able to offer an employee assistance program or a telephone service. Um, they may have specific dedicated wellbeing staff or HR managers. But when you're talking about a small or medium business, they don't have access to that always. Yeah. Um, so we have our national hotlines. Um, we have community service organisations. And we encourage businesses to research, yeah. to go out and find where those support services are. Some are in our neighbourhood centres. Yeah. We've got some of our neighbourhood centres that are offering free legal service that are offering free counselling so that the pressure isn't all on a business to provide absolutely everything that actually as a collective and a community and business, we could all work together to tackle this issue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we've probably got some people listening to this who would be interested in rolling something like this out. Um, And as you've said, getting buying at the highest level, not just on this training topic, on any training topic is absolutely critical because if your leaders don't buy into your training program, no one else is going to listen. What are some of the things that say a HR manager who might be listening to this can go and have a chat with their their senior leaders, their CEO about in preparation to try and start progressing a program like this and actually get it running up off the ground?
1: Absolutely, look, I would say have a look at what your current strategic plan, strategy is for your organisation. I, I would say to you, this is an add-on and a build-in, that you're not wanting to reinvent the wheel, that you're actually wanting to align with your organization's strategic approach. And when you're wondering where this sits in amongst that, let's talk safety. This issue is absolutely about being safe at work, safe at home. And any organisation that is focused around safety, well-being, when you're looking at supporting employees in your organisation and you're committed, this absolutely fits. When we look at the statistics, it's clear that we have people in our organisations that are unsafe. And we absolutely can make a difference by linking them into a support service. I think you really want to be clear around boundaries that we are not asking managers or senior leaders to be counselors, that this is not what we're asking you to do. We are actually going to teach you and skill you up on how to respond appropriately and then refer on. So keep it simple don't think too deep about it and utilize external and internal resources and build upon what your current strategic um, platforms or focuses are within your organization. Yeah. Look at your safety.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's great advice. And I, I think that's something that more businesses should be looking into, that they're, they're probably not as much at the moment. Um,
1: Look, they probably aren't. This is something, this is new ground. Yeah. You know, I want to take you back a decade where when I went to work, you go to work, you do your job, you go home. And we didn't talk about health, well-being, gender equality. We didn't talk about domestic and family violence, depression, anxiety. You know, some of these things that are absolutely affecting people's everyday lives, which impact on work. Yeah. Fast forward, we are moving, our world is changing. And we are actually understanding that if we look after our people, they will look after our business.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's a, a good training mantra in general as well. Um, if you go back ten years, professional development was not what it is today. People were not providing clear leadership programs. It was you may do go to an offsite once a, once a year for a day where you listen to someone talk at you. You don't absorb what's actually happening. Um, the world is evolving. We're understanding how people learn and that people learn in different ways and the value of, of that learning and the continual learning as well. I think that's a critical thing.
1: I think it absolutely is.
0: Um, I'd like to jump into a little bit less away from your specifics, mm. but training around some a topic like this in general. How What would you say are some good tips around if they are going to provide a training a training course, some materials around a sensitive topic, what should some of the, the basic steps be around that thought process, the delivery, how they might need to roll that out. It doesn't matter what the topic is, uh, if they're rolling anything out around that, what should they be looking for?
1: Um, They should be looking at what impact might that have on someone who's participating in that training who might be actually going through it. Yeah. So being mindful or seeking some advice from an expert around how that might impact the learner in the environment that they're going to be placed in. Yeah. Um, and again, around that safety component. So we, um, at, at the beginning of all our training, whether it's online or, or, or face-to-face, have a safety message. Yeah. And an understanding that, you know, if, you, if it's triggering you or you're feeling uncomfortable that you have an option to leave. yeah. You know, so not, you have to be mindful around your mandating um, right. participants. I would say those in, in your HR levels or in, in the management levels need to attend and understand. Yeah. But be mindful, consider those at, at other levels where possibly going to a training like that might have some some impact.
0: Yeah, and that might be those support services again, that, that coming yes. to play and making sure you have the right support channels Absolutely. Lined up before you even introduce the topic.
1: Absolutely. You, you've got to know what, what, what that framework will include. And, and so for us, the, the framework includes referring. Yeah. So if that's what you're teaching in the class around this is what you say, this is what you can do, but this is where you're going to send the person, build, build that base of support.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that, that's a, a, a great bit of advice around that. Um, I think being prepared... And thinking of all the outcomes that can come from that. If you put a this topic in front of someone, what's what are the reactions going to be? What's the range of reactions that can occur? And then how can you support each of those responses to that to make sure that everyone is covered off and feeling safe around what they're learning?
1: Absolutely. And look, some of the challenges for us were the topic. Yeah. So when we looked at the statistics, it was clear to us that um, both genders experience and use domestic and family violence. And we developed our training focused on potential pushback and challenges around this tough issue. We had to understand that because of the statistics, men might feel like we were going to take a shot or didn't understand that that some men are experiencing domestic violence, that we acknowledge that. But predominantly our women and children are dying. Yeah. So it's get, it was um, understanding where we might get pushback or what, what might come out of a session of this type, topic.
0: Yeah. Has there been any occasions when you've had resistance that you've then had to, I guess, find a pathway around how to get them to open up a little bit more if they've pushed back straight away as soon as you've kicked off your session?
1: There's probably not a session I don't have some challenges or pushback. I think the way that we 've developed the training, where we understand what those pushbacks and challenges are, and we tackle them up front, yeah, and then take them on the journey with us, yeah, utilizing different mediums of of facilitation styles um, provides us with a such a an incredible outcome at the end and look i 'll give you a quick example i had um, I went into an organization and I had a guy come up to me at the halfway mark and he said, I'm going to tell you that I came into this session, I didn't want to be here. I I thought it was going to be rubbish. And can I tell you, you absolutely changed my mind and I'm staying for the rest of the session. And his attitudinal change was because we touched on those key pushback areas that he came in with his perception and assumptions of what the training was going to be like. And that yeah. fear factor yeah. around talking about a sensitive issue was absolutely changed
0: yeah. by
1: the end of the session.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: powerful. Yeah,
0: yeah, So
1: my message is, don't be scared to tackle the tough issues. But when you're talking about planning and preparing a training around this, this nature, utilise people with expertise. Yeah, utilise yeah. people who understand the topic and can really guide you.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah I guess it all comes back to that strategy and the planning and making sure you've you've clearly thought about what are going to be the pushback points and and how can we how can we tackle that up front yeah. and make sure we've we've got that covered off so we're eliminating as much of the resistance before we even start
1: yes well you've got varying um you know ages like you've got yeah. different um groups within your organization and some yeah. who have come from a generation where We didn't and still will take a while to adjust to change that we're talking about this in the workplace and that's not my job and we have to understand that as we start to bring in these tough topics and we start to that we're going to have to guide them a little bit more than maybe others who are really on board from the get-go yeah so you're going to have a variation of participants where you're going to need to take them with you on that journey
0: yeah yeah no that's very true and everyone learns differently especially with the generational gaps there's a, uh, on a topic like this, there's varying ways that people want to approach this, <laughs> and if they want to approach it, which is a, a challenge in itself as well. Um, which...
1: Absolutely. Look, we've had some who, we've had some who will come to the session absolutely with a, I don't know why we're even talking about this, and others who come to the session and are saying, we should have been talking about this ages ago, and yeah. we absolutely are on board with this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, are there any other tips that you'd want to share around sensitive topic training rollout of a program like this before we finish up today?
1: The only tip I would say is to get value. Yeah. Out of it, um, we've had a lot of pushback that you know managers or, or you know participants don't have time to come to a session. Yeah. And could you like make it shorter? Or could you, you know, tailor it to what we want? And we say no. Yeah. And I say stand your ground when you're talking about this type of issue, yeah. it is critical that you ensure you get a, a negotiated time frame that does not um, minimize the impact of what we're trying to get across in the training session. Don't, don't compromise. Yeah. Don't compromise because if they're serious and they're committed, and they really want to make a difference and they think that this is important, then they will find the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. Jackie, thank you so much for giving us some time today. I think there's some really valuable insight that you've been able to share with us there and we really appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much for having me. That's
0: okay. We'll put some links to all of the Australia CEO Challenge content in the description for this, so make sure you go check them out and get in touch with Jackie if you want some help in rolling this out in your organisation. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've picked up some good advice from Jackie that will start to improve your workplace. If you have any questions about today's episode, or you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the eLearning Assist, you can send us an email and we'll be happy to help you out. Also, if you're looking to improve the way that you train your team, head to goone.com where you can access thousands of courses covering compliance, professional development, leadership and much more from just $12 per person per month. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.